Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Rory. We're siblings, but we're pretty different. But we're putting aside our differences to bring you this special, shorter episode of I'm Trying to Like It. That's right. You heard it here first, folks. Due to Aaron's living in the future, we're putting out a few top-of-the-line short episodes of your favorite podcast. Even with these episodes being shorter, we hope you still try to like it. Welcome to the I'm Trying to Like It mini pod. It may be small, it may be short, but still jam-packed and super mighty. We all know how much I love Tom Cruise, so in this episode, Rory and I pay tribute to the Maverick himself and pit one Tom Cruise classic against another in the Celebrity Knockout Challenge Tom Cruise Edition. Yeah. Now... Many people would like to argue with you that Tom Cruise is not a great actor, but I am not one of those people because I really do love Tom Cruise. I think that we're just about to look at Tom Cruise's filmography, and I think it speaks for itself. Yes. So so typically what I think is when people dislike Tom Cruise, it's because they dislike him in the real world. (laughs) <laughs> they dislike Tom Cruise's persona okay. as a celebrity and as a Scientologist and but they now is but he the still truth is, in is he still into Scientology? Or did he get out I, of that? I believe so. No, I think he's still he's still in it. Okay. As far as I know. But anyway, so the goal of the celebrity filmography what are we calling it? The uh, celebrity knockout challenge. Yes. Celebrity filmography knockout challenge. Tom Cruise edition. We are going to take a a little stroll through Tom Cruise's filmography and we're going to pit one film against another all the way down the list until we come to what must be the greatest Tom Cruise film of all time. Yes. Now he has over 40 films. Yeah. He's at 49 films. And by the end of, by the end of this episode, we will have selected the greatest Tom Cruise film. So we are using Tom Cruise's filmography from Wikipedia. We are putting aside our differences with using IMDb and Wikipedia. And I went to the other side and am now a Wikipedia user. I will say this. I had no idea that Cruise was his middle name. Oh, is it really? His name is Thomas Cruise Mapother, M-A-P-O-T-H-E-R. And he is the fourth. So there are four. There are four Tom Cruise Mapathers or whatever, however you pronounce his last name, uh, last name. But he is known by Tom Cruise, so that's kind of cool. Born in 1962, July 3rd, <laughs> the day before. So he's how old this year? He will 62, be. He will be 59. 60. Oh no, he will, he is 59. He will be 60. He'll be 60 this year. He'll be yeah. 60 this year. Wow, what a good looking, looking man good for 60. For 60. <laughs> for for real, holy cow! Wow. I think I think at sixty he's in better shape than I was at like twenty, maybe fifteen, better than I was in fifteen. Anyway, let's talk wow. about his filmography. Yes. And let's Rory, dive I'm going to let you. We're going to skip over his first two films, uh, mm-hmm. which were in released in 1981, yeah. because neither one of us have seen them. And one, uh, the two it, films that it says one was a cameo, so he wasn't okay. really in it. Endless Love and Taps, both released in 1981. Yep. But then in 1983, he was in 
some big films. I mean, that's it's crazy how much he just kind of made a huge splash on the yeah. scene in 83. So yeah. we are going to start with the first of his films in 83, The Outsiders, and we're going to put it up, uh, challenge, uh, what are we saying? Lose, it's going to battle. It's going to battle. It's going to duke it out. Losing it. Losing it. Um, have you seen Losing It? I have not, but I have seen The Outsiders. Okay. I haven't seen Losing It either, so okay. <laughs> pretty obvious that Outsiders is going to win on this yes, one. Outsiders. He does have a small role in Outsiders. It's not a big role, but um, yeah. yeah, I have not seen it. Because it's mainly about Ponyboy. Ponyboy Curtis. I really love this right. movie. I, I honestly, this movie was a really, really good movie. It had a lot of young talent, uh, and I want to say that this was probably Tom Cruise's break big break well maybe not big break i think the next movie that will be yeah, kind of battling it would... out was yep. his main breakout role um but I, honestly maybe not because it doesn't start being consecutive that he was in movies until we start at about 88 so the outsiders in 1983 is clearly the winner because i have no idea what losing it is or is about um, so now we take the outsiders against the nu- the next 1983 Tom Cruise movie, Risky Business. Right. He played Joel Goodson in Risky Business. I have seen this. Uh, it was a long time ago. I've seen the outsiders probably multiple times. Mm-hmm. Whose choice is this? Is this my pick? I think I think we both. I mean, you were the one that said the outsiders, but I agree with the yeah. outsiders. So I guess technically this is my pick. Okay, so, um, yeah, go for it. Is Risky Business the one where he slides in the socks and underwear and white t-shirt, white shirt? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's not the one with the kid, right? Mm. That's Jerry Maguire. Never mind. Okay. That's Jerry Maguire. Okay, yeah. so, again, I think for this one, I'm going to have to stick with The Outsiders. Um, I know of Risky Business, but I don't know it as well as The Outsiders. Like, I've seen The Outsiders multiple times. I don't really think I've seen Risky Business multiple times. Yeah, that's really. that's that's where I would go as well, because yeah. I have not seen that uh, Risky Business, but one time maybe. Yeah. Um, okay, so then again in 1983, uh, Tom Cruise starred in All the Right Moves as Stefan Jord- Jordvik, something like that, yeah. uh, or Stefan, I'm not sure how you pronounce Jord- that. Jordvik? I don't know that I've seen All the Right Moves. Oh. Um so I'm going to have to advance The Outsiders again. So The Outsiders is going to survive 1983. Yeah. Okay. You got All right. Winner, winner. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Outsiders. The next one is The Outsiders against the, we jump into 1985, against Legend, where he plays Jack. And I've never seen this movie, but it does have oh, really? a lot of great actors and actresses in it so mm-hmm. i've have you seen this movie i have yes okay so maybe it's a fantasy maybe yeah you it's should, a fantasy. you pick this one because i've i can't compare the two because i've not seen both yeah of them. it's so hard you know he, he does have a much larger role in legend than he does in the outsiders so if i was going but i think even if if i'm going to pick this based on how much tom cruise appears on screen He's in Legend far more than The Outsiders. But if I choose the film that I think is the better film, it's The Outsiders. And I know 
there is a cult following for the film Legend. People love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, okay, so going... how would you the small bit that he's in the Outsiders uh-huh. versus the bigger amount that he's in Legend? How does his acting compare in the two? Which one would you go? Well, based on his acting in the two movies. I mean, Legend. When I finally. I did not watch Legend in 1985. It was not a film that our parents would have let us watch because there's a uh, like a Satan-like character in it, so they would probably have kind of kept us away from that. I think I watched it many, many years later, and um, I remember feeling like Tom Cruise. First of all, he's really, really young, mm-hmm. um, and he is young in The Outsiders as well, but his only challenge in The Outsiders is really just to act like a kid. And he was a kid, so he's playing yeah. the role that is, um, that that is very natural to him. Whereas in Legend, he's playing kind of like a prince-like character. Okay. Um, it's a fantasy uh, set in sort of a fantasy world. So he, as Jack, he has to carry a little bit heavier load as an actor, and I don't think he pulls it off quite as well. Okay. I remember feeling like it's some of his line delivery is a little stiff. So. I would I would say The Outsiders is still a better performance, um, so I would advance that out of uh, 1985, and then it will go on to face mm. Top Gun. Top Gun, in 1986. so 1986, yeah. Top Gun, where he plays. This is Lieutenant, our first big challenge. I feel like yes, where he plays Lieutenant Pete Maverick Mitchell. Um, great, great movie where the song Take My Breath Away really kicked off. Um, that was like the <laughs> soundtrack, <laughs> the summer jam um, in 1986. So between The Outsiders and Top Gun, it, this is my pick, which is totally fine. I'm going to have to progress with Top Gun. Yeah, Top Gun, I feel like, was really the big, big breakout oh, for, yeah. for Tom Cruise. Oh, for sure. Um, no, I mean, I think after legend, after risky business, you know, he was, he, he was a known commodity, Mm -hmm. but by the time he's in Top Gun in 1986, he's now becoming like a movie star, like one of our biggest movie stars. He kind of, from kind of seeing the progression from the outsiders to Top Gun, he has one gotten older, obviously. Two, I feel like his acting, because obviously I've not seen, I've only seen, three of the movies so far that we've talked about. But I feel like from those three that I've seen, his acting has progressed where he has become loose, more loose um, with his acting and delivery. So Top Gun is definitely the winner. Um, Aaron, your next two head-to-head challenges. Uh, The next movie is also from 1986 where he plays Vincent Loria in The Color of Money. Yeah, so uh, I I believe I've seen clips of the color of money i have not seen the whole film i don't think it is directed um, by martin scorsese i know I, and i've heard good things about it but i have not seen it so i'm going to advance top gun okay. and that will move it out of 1986 into the next year when his movies came, the next year that he had film releases and that is 1988 so okay. uh next up is top gun versus cocktail he um, played brian flanagan I have not seen this movie, (laughs) so it is very easy for me to move on with Top Gun. Okay, so the next film up is Top Gun versus 
Rain Man. Ooh. 1988 Rain Man. Um, he played Charlie Babbitt, co-starred with, um, oh, Dustin Hoffman. One of my, I, I, for a long time, Dustin Hoffman was one of my favorite actors. I still think he's a great actor, but, um, so yeah, he was in Rain Man and I do remember seeing this as a kid. Actually, I was probably nine years old in 1988, um, and I remember watching it and and being permitted to watch it, even though it was rated R. Oh wow! I think, yeah, edge. I think mom and dad had I think mom and dad had uh, rented it on VHS, and they gave it their seal of approval, and, and we were able to watch it like the next day or something before we brought it back to Blockbuster. So, um, and I think I'm going to have to adv- knock Top Gun out and. I think I'm going to have to advance Rain Man. I think Rain wow. Man's a better film than Top Gun. I okay. think I think his performance... First of all, we start to see, uh, I think, a, a more potential in Tom Cruise. And then um, I believe Dustin Hoffman may have won an Oscar for his performance. It's a great movie. So, um, I and, support 100%. I support And I, even from that, that day, I think I we've... Uh, there are several lines from, from Rain Man that... I think have kind of made it into the zeitgeist of popular culture and I'm an excellent driver is something that I still say today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm an excellent driver. I'm an yeah, excellent it driver. It did win a lot of, it did win a lot of awards, uh, best picture, best director, best actor, best screenplay. So it is, it's a good, right. that was a good, good movie. So good, good, good choice. Uh, good choice. We now battle Rain Man against the 1989 Born on the Fourth of July, where Tom Cruise plays Ron Kovic. Kovic? Um, not seeing this movie, so... <laughs> I So, <laughs> this is one I feel like I have seen, because I've seen so many clips of it. And I know that uh, I believe Tom Cruise maybe was nominated for Best Actor for this movie. Okay. Uh, it's an Oliver Stone film. Um, I know a lot about it. I've seen a lot of clips of it. I feel like I've seen it, but I don't know for certain. And ultimately, I don't think I could put it. I don't think I could put it over Rain Man. I think no. Rain Man still beats it out I in agree. my mind. I agree but. with that because I mean. I've got nothing to base it on, but I feel like most of the time I try and watch Tom Cruise movies that I can't, that I feel like I would enjoy. Um, and I know this is, it's based on a true person, right? It's a biographical. It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to say Rain Man still wins out in my pick. So next. All right. All right. I think we're going to have to start moving a little quicker on these. Yes. The man has a long filmography, so I'm going to try to go a little quack, quicker. Quacker. Um, so, Quacker. Uh, so, we've already said uh, Rain Man, it still reigns, reigns supreme. Uh, in 1990, uh, Days of Thunder came out. Uh, Tom Cruise plays a race car driver, Cole Trickle. And I remember our we have we have some family, some cousins uh, who are really big into racing, and they loved this movie. But, uh, and I've seen it and I did enjoy it, but just didn't hit like Rain Man. So Rain Man stays on the board. All right. 
Um, the next pick that it battles out is in 1992, Far and Away, where he plays Joseph Donnelly. Not seen it, so Rain Man wins again. <laughs> You've not seen Far and Away? I don't think so. I oh, maybe man. it's like, a it's very good. It's very, and I don't know that I would put it above Rain Man, but it is really good. Is that whenever yeah. him and Nicole Kidman got together? That's yep, okay. exactly. Well, then yep. I've and not it, seen it, it really, but I've heard it of it. It is good. All right, so then next up, uh, Rain Man versus 1992's A Few Good Men. Also, great movie. Um, is it better than Rain Man? Uh, I, uh, I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to stay with Rain Man. All right. Then we jump into 1993, where he plays Mitch McDeer in The Firm. I have seen this one. But again, uh, I do think that Rain Man just kind of stays superior over the firm. Like I, I know, like I can see the firm in my head, but I also there's just so much about Rain Man. Um, just the dim or not the demographic, the chemistry between him and Dustin Hoffman is just unmatchable. In that. Yeah, it so, has a lot of heart, and yes. yeah. Okay, next up, um, after The Firm, 1994's Interview with the Vampire. He played Lestat de Lioncourt. Um, so Rain Man versus Interview with the Vampire. Uh, Interview with the Vampire also had uh, what Brad Pitt, and I think that's the first film that... Um, what's the... Oh, she was in Spider-Man. She was in... Um, Oh, I cannot think of her um, name. Who was she in she Spider-Man? A, um, Mary Jane. Uh, Kirsten Dunst? Dunst? Yes, yes. So I think she was in Interview with the Vampire as okay. like a little girl. And anyway, that that movie really creeped me out as a kid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Rain Man is just, it, it's, it's going to win. Rain Man wins. It's moving on. All right. So, this is yeah. where we're starting to get into a <laughs> little bit of territory here. Um, so we have 1996 where he starts his journey with this series where he plays Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible. And I'm going to have to say that this is going to be the movie that kicks Rain Man and Mission Impossible is going to take over for me. Okay. So I love Mission Impossible movies. Love, love. Maybe they might be my favorite franchise series Uh to be honest but i would not let the first mission impossible beat rain man i think it's gonna but but it you know that's your choice it's your choice i think later mission impossible it would have been number two i forgot they have gotten they've gotten successively better okay like that's yeah is number two the one with um the motorcycle the motorcycles and thandy newton and the the other Guy, I can't remember his name. Yeah, the number two is definitely the motorcycle one. Um, it's considered the least, uh, like the the worst of the Mission Impossible films. I think they really started getting good with Mission Impossible Three when Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman was the bad guy, and I think that was directed by oh the the lost guy, the J. J. guy. That, J.J. Abrams. Okay. I believe. No, so. I need it to stay Rain Man because I was getting these all confused. Okay. So it's still so, Rain Man. Di- I digress. Right. I digress. It is still Rain Man because I was getting the first one confused in situations of the next ones. Okay. So Rain Man still wins. Right. We move on to 1996 Jerry Maguire 
where he plays Jerry Maguire. Aaron? None other than. This movie has a fantastic soundtrack. I owned the soundtrack for many years on CD. (laughs) I listened to it over and over. Um, Directed by Cameron Crowe. I know, and I love Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe directed Tom Cruise in another one of my favorite uh, uh, movie, Tom Cruise movies, at least, um, which we will get to here in just a a bit. But, um, man, this one's hard. This is very hard for me. Uh, I what I'm trying to decide is do I am I holding on to Rain Man because of Tom Cruise or because of uh, um oh Dustin the Hoffman. other guy Dustin Hoffman because Dustin Hoffman I you know is is very memorable in that film um I mean I feel like I Rain think... Man is a it has Tom Cruise in it but I feel like it's centered more around. The relationship of Tom Cruise Dustin with Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. So. I know, I know. Jerry Maguire. I mean, very much a Tom Cruise film. I man, I think I'm gonna have to go with Jerry Maguire. Okay, very good. I think Jerry Maguire is gonna gonna knock Rain Man out of this tournament. All right. Um, the next one says NA, so I'm gonna skip over that one. It's without limits, so I guess he wasn't. Yeah, I don't know what that is. He was producer only. Okay, that makes sense. All right, in 1999, we have where he plays Bill Harford in Eyes Wide Shut. Um, never seen it. Another one with Kidman, so I'm gonna stick with Jerry Maguire. Um, yeah, I would stick with Jerry Maguire. I know of the reputation of Eyes Wide Shut. It is weird, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the reputation. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah. All right. Oh, man. I'm so happy it, it landed here. Um, oh, man. <laughs> Good luck with this one. I was this really, is, I was really hoping I wasn't going to get this one. Okay, so we've got Jerry Maguire versus Magnolia. Now, I don't expect Magnolia to make it out of this thing alive, no. but Magnolia is one of my favorite films ever. Of all time. Yes. Magnolia so, has a star-studded cast as well. It does. And um, Paul Thomas Anderson, P.T. Anderson, the director, one of the greatest living directors that we have. Um, so, yeah, Magnolia wins n- no doubt in this battle. And if I really, if I had every choice to come, uh, Magnolia would win this whole thing. But I don't have every choice to come. <laughs> so... It wins now, but I, I know it won't last. So let's let's move on. But Magnolia comes out of this alive. All right. Then we jump into 2000 where he brings back Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible 2 with the motorcycles. Um, this is still not the one that I'm thinking of now that I have a clear picture of each one in my head. So Magnolia is still going to win out. I feel like Mission Impossible 2 did a little bit better in my eyes, the Mission Impossible one, just because there was more storyline to it. But it isn't mm-hmm. until, like we had kind of already said, Mission Impossible 3, that it kind of kicked off. So, yeah. Magnolia still wins. So, I think we're going to have to maybe skip over the next couple. He he was the narrator for Stanley Kubrick, A Life in Pictures, but I don't think that counts. Nope. So, in we go 2000, to... 2001. And then he was a producer on the others. So, the next one up is... Ooh. Vanilla Sky. <laughs> well, uh, it kind of makes it easier for me. Vanilla Sky is one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies, and it's Cameron Crowe directed. It's a weird movie. I love that I movie. That movie's so good. A lot of people don't like it. I like it. Um, 
and I think it is one of Tom Cruise's best performances. But it can't beat Magnolia for me. So Magnolia is going to going to go on. All right. In 2002, we have where he is the narrator for Space Station 3D. But the next movie that he is in is as John Anderton in Minority Report. One of my absolute favorite Tom Cruise movies. My absolute favorite. And I know Magnolia is amazing. (laughs) But Minority Minority Report is taking it for me. It is directed by Steven Spielberg. It is so good it is so so good i his acting in this is amazing and i just i love the concept of this movie so i am sorry aaron but minority report it hurts it hurts but i also love minority report and it holds a special place in my heart because i graduated from college in 2002 and I remember going on a trip down. I think we went on a family vacation after my graduation to Texas. And it was right when Minority Report had been released. And our whole family went and watched it together in the theater. And it was just a really memorable experience. And so my heart heart definitely is not um, broken by Minority Report beating out Magnolia. But I... Yeah, I'll survive. So I think we're going to have to jump down a couple of films here where he was just a producer. Yep, 2003, um, where he... To, oh. In 2003, he was in The Last Samurai. Love this movie. He played Nathan Algren. Um, I did enjoy this movie. I remember seeing it in theaters and really enjoying it, and I think he did a great job, as well as the rest of the cast, mostly Japanese uh, cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It was, yeah, it was really good, but I, I still think Minority Report is, is better, and I, I just love Minority Report yes. more, so I, it wins here. All right. In 2004, we jump down to where he was the character Vincent in Collateral. Um, this movie was all starred, uh, he starred across from Jamie Foxx. I honestly, I don't fully remember this movie i remember it and it's it's good i know i've seen it but i don't mm -hmm. i don't remember enough of it to to give an honest opinion yeah yeah so i'm gonna say minority report but if you were to pick but what would your thoughts be would minority report Oh, against collateral kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I would say. still ch- I would still choose minority minority report over collateral. Okay. But collateral is good and he does a fine job in it. He plays a um very like uh what do I want to say like reserved kind of character in collateral. Okay. He's a hitman and so okay. he's yes, 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 um yes, 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 yes. but he's very sort of like tightly wound and yeah not a lot of expression or emotion yeah i remember the ending the character <laughs> i remember yeah. the ending very well um but yeah i'm gonna stick with i'm gonna stick with minority report all right so minority report goes up now against another um another film directed by um uh, spielberg. spielberg war of the worlds which was a fun movie i don't think it's as good as minority report no, not um, at all not at all. But but I would yeah, so I would say Minority Report continues 
War of the World is in the dust. All right. So. We jump past some where he is a producer only to 2006, where he brings back Ethan Hunt again in Mission Impossible 3. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know if I love Mission Impossible 3 for Tom Cruise or for Philip Seymour Hoffman. Because They're both great. Philip Seymour Hoffman, I think, is what dis- distinguishes this as one of the the beginning of a, a new wave in Mission Impossible films yeah. where they have gotten better with each new sequel, oh, which is so unusual, right? Typically with sequels, they get worse and worse the yeah. longer the series goes on. With Mission Impossible films, they've actually gotten better the longer the series continues. Which gives me good hope for the next one because there is one around the corner. I don't know if it, I don't think it comes out this summer, but possibly in the uh, winter. I think it's like Christmas time. I think it's 2023 because it's a two. Oh, okay. Maybe they moved it. Okay. Um, okay. I think for this one. Oh, gosh. Oh, dang. I don't know. Because I love both of them, but it is. I feel like the the cast lineup with Mission Impossible 3 is just next level because we have um, Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. We have uh, who Lawrence Fishburne is in it. And then who's the guy that plays Benji? He was in Shaun of the Dead. What's his name? Oh, yeah. And he's in several of the, yes. the newer Mission Impossible he's... films. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, you know Sean who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking um, about, yeah. I'm going to have to throw a curveball, and as much as I love Minority Report, I feel like I'm going to have to pick Mission Impossible. Simon Ugh. Pegg. Simon, Simon Pegg, Pegg, that's it. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm yeah, not. I, I'm not sad about that. I'm going I, with Mission Impossible three. I'm such a huge Mission Impossible fan. I really love that series, and so I'm not too sad about. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like once the third one, I Minority Report. Once the third one hit, it was it was game over. I feel like the third one is where everything kind of had a turn of events, and it just went up, up, up. So Mission Impossible yeah. takes over from Minority Report, who did, which did very, yeah. very well. And matches up against the 2007 Lions for Lambs. Yeah, so I think that we can just, for <laughs> for the sake of time and everything else, like yeah. we can just skip over the next several. There's Lion yeah, from there's... Lions for Lambs, Tropic Thunder, Valkyrie, Night and Day. None of those are going to win. Nope. So we might as well put Mission Impossible 3 up against Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which was released in 2011. And uh, he plays Ethan Hunt, of course, again. Um, so this one's tough because I, I really do think that after Mission Impossible 3, they've just gotten better. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't have Philip Seymour Hoffman, so that's but but otherwise, each one has just been bigger and the stunts have been bolder. And yeah. so I I don't know. I think Mission Impossible 3 loses to Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Okay. And we'll see if 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 they 
I just think Mission Impossible is gonna gonna knock itself out of this each time we get to a new one. <laughs> I, I, I agree. But, I agree with that. Um, okay. okay, so I never saw Rock of Ages, but I heard terrible things about it. Um, we go against 2012 of Jack Reacher, um, mm-hmm. but it but Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol or Mission Impossible 4 is going to win for me. Yeah. I thought Jack Reacher was good, but it didn't compare to Ghost Protocol. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, it didn't live up to Mission Impossible levels. Um, okay, the next one there was, I was looking at this list earlier today, actually, and I did not remember the film Oblivion. 2013 Oblivion. It's a sci-fi film. He plays a character named Jack Harper. I did not remember it uh, until I went back and I looked at the trailer and I was like, oh yeah, I think I saw this, but it was pretty forgettable. And so <laughs> I just think Mission Impossible has to has to advance here. Oh. So Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol wins. It's still on the board. And now it's facing a 2014 film called Edge of Tomorrow, where he plays Major William Cage. Um, I didn't see this movie. It's very good. I, I definitely recommend it. Okay. Um, Is it better than Mission Impossible? Eh, probably not. I'm but. gonna. I'm obviously. I don't have anything to compare it to. So Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol still wins. Because <laughs> I'm not. I've not seen Edge of. Or I've not seen Edge of Tomorrow. So now you get the fun of. Mission Impossible in 2015, Rogue Nation that it battles against, that comes with Jeremy Renner as one of the characters that he is against. I love Jeremy Renner. Like I said, um, I think it's a pretty even match. Like, I would be happy with either one of these going forward. Um, I'm going to go with Ghost Protocol advancing here still. So... um, I'm not going to let Rogue Nation beat it, although I think that they're almost, I mean, I would, practically they're just tied at, as far as quality goes. Both great action films. And so, yeah, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol continues. All right. We have the 2016 next, the sequel, Jack Reacher Never Go Back. I am definitely going to stick with Ghost Protocol. I feel like he does really great in his Jack, whenever he plays Jack Reacher, but. Not super memorable for me. So, Ghost Protocol wins again. <laughs> and that brings us to uh, 2017, The Mummy. Um, no, Ghost Protocol. <laughs> the Mummy, I-, I will say, I actually had some fun watching that. Yeah, but it was, just, I mean, he, it did was, mo- all, he does all of his own stunts in every movie yeah. that he's in. So that's what yep. makes Tom Cruise a really phenomenal actor is because he does his own stunts. Um, I'm going to also let you, have you seen the next movie? The 2017 American, American, American Made? I have, yes. I'm going to let have. you go against that one because okay. I have not seen it and I'll do the last one. American Made, he, it's a true story. He's a, I believe he's a, what a, is he a pilot? Anyway, I can't remember what his actual job is, but he gets into the drug business and he oh, starts okay. flying. He becomes a pilot flying. Oh, maybe he's an airline pilot. I think that's what it is. Okay. Um, and he starts to fly um, drug runs um, between South America and the U.S. in Miami. And all based on a true story. And then he becomes, I believe, a double agent for the FBI or CIA or something. Um, and, uh, it's good. It really is good. It's fun. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I, I still, I'm going to stick with mission impossible. 
Okay. Ghost Protocol. All right. The last movie that is out. He has four more or three more that come out, but they are not out yet. They are post-production. Um, we have the 2018 Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, this is the sixth installment, right? Is that right? One, two, four, five. Yes, this is the sixth yeah, installment. Yeah. I feel like this one was really i really 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 liked it i thought the new additions of people coming in as kind of the good guys bad guys that came in um was amazing and i liked the storyline of um fallout so it's made it so far but i think for me it's going to hit a stop and uh, mission impossible fallout will take will take the the crown so, Mission Impossible Fallout has a 97% positive review score on Dang. Rotten Tomatoes, which I think makes it the most highly rated Tom Cruise film of all time. Dang. So, it's right in line with our <laughs> right in line with our uh our ranking. Wow. So, all right. we're saying Mission Impossible Fallout is Tom Cruise's greatest film is, ever. <laughs> is the greatest. Breaks breaks my heart to see Magnolia go, but would Magnolia know, be your number 1? It would be like if if we thought of this list in this way. Like like let's say only one Tom Cruise film can survive. Like mm-hmm. all the rest will be burned. There'll be no record of them. <laughs> only one film survives, <laughs> then I would want Magnolia to win. But um, I will say that the combined power of all the Mission Impossible films together, like that's quite a feat. It's quite a feat for uh, one actor to be in so many sequels in yeah. a in a series like this, a franchise series, where they're all such high quality films. Yeah, and, and for they it keep to be getting better. The sixth installment that has the highest. The highest exactly. rate and the yeah. highest yeah. grossing of money is just yeah. is, is and crazy. so here's here's the insanity is with Tom Cruise and this is the thing is like Tom Cruise picks great projects. Mm-hmm. He's had a few stinkers in his career, <laughs> but very few when you think about the number of of uh, films that he's made. Right. Uh-huh. Well, everything I'm hearing right now, Top Gun Maverick is outstanding. Uh, many people saying this is better than the original. It's it's supposed to be just mind-blowingly good. Um, so that's being released here next week, right? Uh, um, when, when this podcast is released, I think it will be either it'll already be out or it'll be out soon. Yes. Um, I think it, I think this will, I think we will be releasing this on the day that it comes out. Oh, um, nice. I think as well. So I've heard a very, very good things about it. And then Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, like you said, it's going to be broken up into two parts. That's fine with me. Are More... they? Is that going to be his? Is that the final of the Mission Impossible series? You think? I, d- he, since I don't know. Two parts. You know, I don't know, and who knows? You know, really, even if he says it is, I think after like the third one, people were like, "Oh, that's the last one," you know. Yeah. And they've sure. continued to bring him back and do them even bigger and better. So. I think Tom Cruise will continue to make Mission Impossible films until he's like in a wheelchair and when literally it's impossible. Like they're like, Mission Impossible, make another film. Um, (laughs) They're like, we can't do it. Um, So, yeah, those. So I'm very excited about the films that come out over 
the next two years. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm a Tom Cruise apologist. We've talked about this before. Yeah, you, you um, have, you I don't have, have to like him in his people. Yeah, I don't. Ha- I don't have to like him in his personal life to love his movies. So That's true. you have to put. Um, those, and maybe I would like him. Aside. Maybe if I met him, I would like him. But I, I just know that people get those two things mixed up, and they're like, "No, I hate Tom Cruise." And what yeah. they mean is, I hate how he jumped on the couch on Oprah and how he, you know, uh, preaches Scientology or whatever. <laughs> and I'm saying, but I, I love about the couch. Yeah, but I love him in his films, and I think he chooses great films. So, All right. With that, we are very, very grateful that you guys listen to us week after week. If you have any recommendations or thoughts, please email us, uh, email us at I'm trying to like it at gmail.com. No spaces, no hyphens, no caps. You can also follow us on our Facebook page, Aaron. Facebook.com slash trying to like it. With that, we hope you guys have a safe weekend. Summer is around the corner. Most kids are out of school. So enjoy that time with your precious babes. And try not to kill them. Yeah. With that, thanks for listening to I'm Trying to Like It. I'm trying to like it.